So um, last week, um, I picked up on two prophetic words that we've been re- 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 had received as a church. and looked at. So I'd really encourage you to uh, go online and listen to that, and because I'm f- sort of following on today, really. So or if you're part of the church WhatsApp group, there's a link on that. So if you'd like to, you can get hold of that later on. But really, what we want to be doing is, is looking at, at beholding Jesus. That is, as Helen said earlier, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our ears on Jesus. So what has he said and what has he done? So we're looking at his life. We're, we're gazing at him. We're gazing on him. We're looking at him. We're examining him. Okay? that he is so impressive and awesome that it's only right that we should devote such time and attention to Jesus, our saviour, our redeemer, our healer, our lord, our king, our brother. So we're looking to Jesus to gaze upon him, to be captivated by him. Jesus. And as we get to know Jesus, we get to know God the Father, we get to know God's Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, that we can know know him more and more in his fullness. So if you've got a Bible, we're going to turn to John, Gospel of John, and I'm going to pray for myself. Lord God, I pray that you give me the right words to say and the right way to say them. Lord, I'm dependent on upon you, on your grace, and on your spirit. So come Holy Spirit and help me speak, but help us all to uh, engage with you, to hear from you, to meet with you, that your word and your spirit would come together in a beautiful harmony in our lives and bring about the transformation and change that you want to see done today. So Lord, we say, have your way. Have your way, have your way in my life, Lord God. Have your way in my mind. Have your way in my heart, Lord. Bring about that supernatural change that you desire so that I am changed from one degree to the next to becoming more like you. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to become more like you, that you want your people to become more like you not like this world, and not a concept or an idea of our own understanding and imagination, but becoming what you want. So we pray, Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. So John's Gospel, we're going to be reading the first uh, 14 uh, verses. I'm not going to unpack it, all these other things I want to say, but... I felt we should read this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all people. 
The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The darkness has not overcome it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all people might believe. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. Sorry, I'm, yeah, that's it, so that all people might believe. Sorry, verse 8. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the divine expression. God has expressed himself in Jesus, this word who was light. The Word who became flesh. The Word who was light in darkness. Jesus is both the Word of God and the light of the world. God wants us to know and understand, but often it's quite confusing because how, how, can, how can that be true at the same time? Well, it is because he's Jesus and there are so many things about him that are true all at the same time, but there are different images, different pictures that God is trying to let us know who he is and what he is like. Light to shine into the darkness, the manifestation of rays of light in our lives, the word expressed. You want to turn in Mark's Gospel to chapter 4 of Mark and verses 21 to 25. Jesus said to the people, uh, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or under a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? So think about that. It's a bit, it's a bit, Jesus is saying, look, here's a light. You wouldn't light a light, and in those days they'd have a little lamp, and then you'd light the lamp, and then you'd walk along, and then you'd just stick it under a bucket. Or you'd stick it under your bed, because the light wouldn't reveal or show anything, would it? it the light would be then tucked away. So that's a really stupid thing to do just in case you didn't realise. So it's like, by my bed, I've got a bedside table and I've got a little light on it 
And so if I turned on that light and then stuck it in a drawer, it wouldn't be very helpful to me. If I, we've got some drawers in our bed, so I could just pull out the drawer. Stay. It's like, it's a ridiculous thing to do. Why would you tuck a light away? Well, you wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't tuck a light away because a light is really important, very valuable, very helpful, stop you tripping up, stubbing your toe or doing something else. Who is the light of the world? Who said that words became flesh and there's light? And who, who would put Jesus under a bucket or under your bed? Who would, who would ever think of putting the light of the world, Jesus, uh, tucked away somewhere dark and just save him for like a special occasion? I mean, who would do that? I mean, who would only bring him out a few times a year? Oh, it's time to get Jesus out, dust him off, away in a manger, or he has risen. Great, now we can just get along walking around in the dark. We wouldn't do that, would we? Surely not, surely not. Saving Jesus for special occasions, surely not. So he's saying that would be a really stupid thing to do. So why would you tuck Jesus away or the word away. See, Jesus is the word, the expression of God. God expresses himself through Jesus. He expresses himself through the pages of the Bible. I mean, no one would have a Bible and keep it on a shelf or use it to tuck under something else because it wasn't quite high enough. I mean, no one would find the word of God, the Bible, and not read it, would they? Well, apart from maybe a, a Sunday or a... No, no, you wouldn't do that. That would be silly. No one would hide a light away and walk around in darkness. Surely not. Put it on a stand. Put it in the way so that people can see it. And you can see by this light, by the word. For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. And whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. Now, I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, I waking up and, and like being scared because there were snakes all over my carpet. I don't know if you've ever been to my house, but they, at night time, there were snakes on the carpet. And I used to get upset and cry, and think, what is all these snakes? What I? And my mum would hear me whimpering and turn the light on. Socks. Just socks, just pick up the socks, put the socks away. The light reveals things for what they are. It shows up things for what they truly are. God's light and God's word just does that in our lives. We ourselves get exposed. When we put ourselves in God's light, in the light of Jesus, in the word of God, things get shown up inside of us. His light, his word, reveals truth about us and for us, that we don't need to walk in the darkness. Things get shown up, things get revealed. Then Jesus says this, moves on, if anyone has an ear or ears to hear, has anyone got an ear to hear, then let them hear. Verse 24, here you go, you've got this verse. Consider carefully what you hear. Consider carefully 
what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. So if you let a bit of Jesus light into you, if you let a little bit of God's word into you and you carefully receive it and see it and hear it and give it room inside of you, then you are going to get more than you bargained for. Because as we give him some and receive it, humbly receive his word, humbly receive his light, as we let it it make home in us, we get more and we get more. But if we give God's word and God's light just a little, little bit and actually we just stick it in the drawer, put it under the bed and go away, that which we did have because we had the light, we haven't got any of it anymore. It's gone to us. We don't see it, we can't hear it, we're blind, we're deaf, we're wandering around in darkness. But the more we give, the more we receive, as it were, the more we give it a landing pad in our lives, the more we receive and embrace it, the more we get. The light gets brighter and lighter. The rays get longer and longer. The word gets more powerful and effective and helpful. Who would leave one of these on a shelf to get dusty? Who would ignore such a great saviour? Let's turn to John 8, verse 12. So when Jesus spoke again to the people, he's speaking to the people, and he says this, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Light, life, word, light, life, word. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I'm the one that you can live by. I'm the one that you can be guided by. I'm the one who will navigate you through this dark, evil, wicked world. If you follow me, that's not if you run ahead of me, it's not if you lag behind me, it's if you follow me. When I was, I can't remember, it's probably secondary school, we went, we went to go caving and uh, they, they gave us a, one of those boiler suits, a, a, a hard hat, a, a, a torch and then a battery pack. Okay. And then we, I've told this one before I think, and then um, we all went out and then all of a sudden this lady instructor said to me, get in the river, get in the river, take off your clothes, take off your clothes. I'm thinking, what? And what had happened is my battery pack, thankfully, it had exploded rather than imploded onto me and the battery had cracked and all the battery acid was leaking out. And so I lost my light. So I had to go into caves that were pitch black, but I had to stay right close by my mate in front. And as I stayed really close to him, I navigated down all the caves and around the place and I could see what I needed to see. Not everything, but what I need, and I got to the end, and we, when I say the end, I mean down a big hole in the middle of the cave, and then I got back out. 
as well because I followed close. If I'd have tried to overtake him, that wouldn't have been any good. And if I'd lagged behind him, it wouldn't have been any good. I had to stay right close. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, that continuous following will never walk in darkness. If you stop following me, you'll end up in darkness. Yeah? Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. And if we follow him, that means do life his way, in his timing, we will be all right. We'll have light to see by. But if we veer off, we're in trouble. Follow Jesus. Following Jesus. Following Jesus. So finding out about Jesus, reading about Jesus, the, the story of Jesus, will help us live in this world today. You might have heard some bits of the Bible read out even just now and gone, what? What's that say? What does that mean? But you know what? We will find Jesus throughout the entire Bible. The bits that are obvious about him and the bits that aren't so obvious about him. So, the Greek for follow in this passage says to be the same way or to accompany or to be in union with Jesus. Psalm 119, just a short psalm. So verse 105 says this. So the psalmist is saying, your word, so this is a long time before Jesus had been born, 119 verse, what is it, 105? Your word is a lamp, that's a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Your word, your spoken word and your written word, that which I hear and that which I see, your word is a lamp to my feet. Who's a lamp to our feet? Jesus. Who lights up our pathway? Jesus. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. And then it goes on to say in verse 1, I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. So if we, we, we're blessed, because in English we've got a number of different versions of the Bible in the sense that it was written in Hebrew, Greek, a little bit of Aramaic. I don't know if any of you read all that. But some clever people translate it into English for us. And because translations aren't always exactly as like, and because we're English, we can get other versions that will help us a bit. So in the New Living Translation, it, it says, that, um, um, it does, it says, I've, I've promised and I'll promise again. I've promised and I'll promise again that I will follow your, your regulations, says the NLT. The King James says this, I have sworn to perform. Or another word is, I have sworn to accomplish your, your word. I'll swear it, to obey it or keep it. So, that word keep, to guard your word, to protect your word, to attend to your word, to observe your word, to watch your word. 
behold. So we talk about beholding Jesus. So the shortened version of that is, I will live what you say. I will, your word is, Jesus, you are light to me. I will live what you say. I will live what you do. So what I see you doing and what I hear you doing, I'm going to follow through and do the same. That is what's called discipleship. Being a disciple of Jesus. Not a someone who goes to church on a Sunday or someone who goes at Easter or Christmas or uh, weddings, funerals, christenings and all that sort of stuff. But someone who's going, Jesus, you are the light of the world. I'm going to follow you and in following you, I will see what you do, I will hear what you say and I will apply it to my life and I will live it out. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get right behind you and follow you. That is what being a true Christian is all about. So look at what God has done for you. Look at what God he's doing. Look at, where's Anne? Oh, there you are. Look how faithful he's been. Look at him. Look at him. Matthew chapter 5 um, says, I've lost all my bits of paper. There you go. Matthew chapter 5. So when this, like there's really important stuff in the Bible. And what we've got, um, is the time going, is, is you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Four accounts of the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. And you'll find that sometimes there's something written or said about Jesus that may be only in one of those accounts of his life. But sometimes you'll get it in all four or in three of them. And it, so this is one, because you'll recognise it. It says this. Well, part of it you'll recognise anyway. So Jesus says this, to the people that are with him and listening, okay, people with Jesus, listen to Jesus, he says to this, this to them, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Do you, do you remember that? Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they might see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Do you get it? So if we are walking, following Jesus, listening to him, watching him, and then doing, I'm doing what you're saying, and I'm doing what I see you do, and I'm applying it all into my life, we will start looking like Jesus, the light of the world and the word of God. And people will notice that as we're faithfully obedient to him, being close to him. They'll notice it and they'll see, and they'll go, what a great bloke you are. What a great lady you are. Well, they might do that, but the goal is not for everyone to be impressed with, with me or you. The goal is that people get impressed with Jesus, the light of the world. And the only reason that we're the light of the world is because he's the light of the world. And if we follow him and listen and obey and do what he's doing, then we are showing some of the light, some of the life, 
some of the word of God to other people and then they will praise your father. The glory, the honour, the praise isn't for us. Get over it. The world wants it. The world wants to be a, a superstar, a pop star, fame. Look, look how the world runs to that. Notice me. Look at me. Love me. Build me up. Tear me down. No, I don't want that bit. But Jesus is saying, glorify, praise, thank, worship the Father who, who gives us the very breath we breathe. Like, don't get so caught up with yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. Get caught up with Jesus. Take Jesus seriously. Give God all the glory, all the praise, all the honour. But his light and life and word will be made manifest. We will be rays of sunshine, if you like, to other people. We will be a, a safe place, a place of safety and refuge and food and drink in Jesus if we stay with him. Philippians uh, chapter 2, and um, read the context later, but if you get the end of verse 14, sorry, the end of 15, and the beginning of 16, it says this, you, or we, Paul's writing to the church at Philippi, you, we, we shine like stars, F um, 15, 16, Jill, please, we shine like stars as... You hold out the word of life. You shine like stars in the universe. You're like a bright star in the sky as you hold out the word of life. As we hold out Jesus to other people, we will be bright shining. They will see and notice Jesus is us as long as we're beholding him, looking at him, gazing at him, making it all about Jesus. As we make it all about Jesus, we will then be able to um, see other people, notice them, and they will notice Jesus in us. And we can do the light and the life and the word of Jesus to them. Because that is what he's calling us to do, to help with our eye hand coordination to be those that behold Jesus but also those that are workers in the harvest field in this world that we bring the light of Jesus the word of Jesus the life of Jesus to other people as we behold him and stay true to him the harvest is plentiful the workers are few so let's pray to the Lord of the harvest, to send out workers into his harvest field. We can be the answer to that prayer. Okay? Different harvest fields may be. Different places where you live, where you work, where you um, socialise, things you do. But as we look at him, you can bring Jesus into all those circumstances and situations. Imagine you're carrying the light of the world into darkness and by your very presence people will be able to see clearly what's going on around them and be confronted with things within them as the word and the light exposes us 
to what God is saying and doing. So exciting. So let's fix our eyes on Jesus and then let's believe that he wants us to do the same. Amen. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us, that where we have uh, put you, put your word, where we've been convicted, where we've put you and your word in a box or under the bed and we just don't give you the time and the attention. Lord, help us to repent. Help us to change our minds and our hearts. And, Lord, would you give us such a hunger and a thirst for you and your light and your word and your life. Help us, Lord. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us, Lord, that we might fully turn to you. Help us to behold you, Jesus. And help us to be your partners, your workers in this dark, wicked world that needs light and life and your word. Help us to believe that you would want to work in and through us. Lord, where our thinking isn't in alignment with you, change it, we pray. Come Holy Spirit, and do what only you can do, we pray. Yeah, Lord, send us out by the power of your spirit, we pray. Amen.